They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Hello, and once again, welcome to another one of my podcasts. This week, we're in Russia, and it's here we meet Dushka, my Russian ballet diva from Yakutsk, a city deep in Siberia, a city also known as the Mammoth City, due to its links, associations, however you want to put it, to the ancient and enormous woolly elephants that roamed the Siberian plains close by thousands of years ago. It's also the story of one of Russia's girls, her dream to become a prima ballerina and dance all over the world in front of kings, queens, presidents, and of course, to you, the world at large. But to fulfill that dream, she has to overcome one very big hurdle. And that hurdle is getting into one of Russia's most prestigious ballet companies, the Bolshoi Company. Dushka is quite a little diva, who's quite capable of throwing a strop, a tantrum, to get her way. How many of you can relate to that? Now, we've all thrown a hissy fit at one stage of our lives, but let me tell you, Dushka has got this down to a fine art, a very fine art. There's no underlying issue, so to speak, as in many of my stories, except the issue of one determined young lady getting her way into the Bolshevik Ballet, come what may. And she's determined, believe you me. Like I say in my video, she lives with her father and brother Mikhail. What I don't say in the video is where her mother is. And more surprisingly, or to the point, what her mother does for a living. And, and when I wrote about her mother, I, I rather surprised myself with what she does for the job. So, if you want to know more about her mother, then guess what? You're right. Read the story. In this little story, Dushka, well, she has a kind of boyfriend called Boris. Let's just say Boris would like to call himself her boyfriend, but Dushka, the little diva she is, has other ideas about their friendship. And let's just say, she kind of uses him, especially for his IT skills, to promote herself on the social media sites like YouTube, Instagram, sites like that. Boris is aware of this and at times berated her for that. The story also harks back to World War II and even back further to 1917, 
the Russian Revolution, with the demise of the Russian royal family, with Tsar Nicholas II and members of his family being assassinated at Ipatieva House at Yekaterinburg in July 1918. Now, without giving too much away, the Trans-Siberian Railway Line came into the story as the mode of transport for taking them from Yakutsk to Moscow. For Dushka and her brother, it was a nostalgic trip as they tried to envisage the journey their great-great-grandparents made fleeing the revolution from Moscow to the wilds of Siberia, or even Siberia, to work in the diamond mines back in the early 20th century. The significance of referring to Karl Fabersheng, not only as a renowned jeweller to the Russian royal family, as well as to the world, is revealed in the storyline. The story also gives you a brief insight to the history of the Bolshoi company and to the Bolshoi theatre itself. The magnificent decor that can be seen throughout the theatre, well, it's grandeur on a breathtaking scale. Now for the red shoes, the red pointy shoes. They are very poignant to the storyline, and I'm not going to say why here, you need to read the story to see why they are so fundamental to the overall plot of the story. This is truly a gripping and absorbing story. So kids, would you like to hear a clip from the story? You would? Well, you're going to hear it anyway. And I know I say it every week. It's just one of my funny little lines. It makes me laugh anyway. Well, find that comfy chair again, sit back and listen as I take you on a whistle-stop tour of Russia. And as usual, I have a couple of questions for you to ponder over at the end of the podcast. So, here goes. Sit back, everybody, and enjoy a little bit of the story. It had been a long day. Dushka headed to her room, pulling shut her bedroom curtains, but not before taking one fleeting glance down the street she lived on. The view from her front bedroom window looked out across the city skyline, one advantage of living in the house at the top of the hill. The snowstorm that had been predicted had arrived with a vengeance. The fresh snowflakes hardly had time to settle before the angry winds picked them back up again, scattering them far and wide across the deserted city streets. Only the odd howls of foolhardy dogs still prowling the streets, looking for the last scraps of food from unprotected bins could be heard. Soon, even they would be heading home to their owners' houses. That is, if they had any sense. Sitting cross-legged on her plush pink and aqua-striped duvet that was covered in beautiful hand-stitched babushka Russian dolls 
of varying sizes and colours, painstakingly done by her mother last year as part of her birthday present, Dushka leaned forward to reach for the elegantly wrapped parcels her father had brought back with them earlier on. Tearing at the paper and removing the lid from the box to the first parcel and carefully peeling away the silver-grey tissue paper, Dushka gently lifted the cerise tutu out of the box. Holding it up to get a better look, she examined the intricate gold-embroidered fleur-de-lis pattern she had specifically asked to be placed around the edge of the skirt itself. The matching deep crimson underlayers added to the overall effect. Dushka quickly opened the other boxes and was delighted with their contents. Rummaging through the piles of boxes, tissue and wrapping paper, she started to panic. Where were her ballish pointy shoes? She looked under the bed and around her room. Finally, flinging open her bedroom door, she dashed downstairs and stood in front of her father. Papa, where are my ballet shoes? They're not here. You must have left them behind somewhere. Her father calmly looked up from reading one of his medical journals. Sitting quietly, he asked her, Are you sure you've looked everywhere? Of course I'm sure I've looked everywhere, Papa. Well, what is that parcel next to the front door in the hallway? Dushka swivelled her head in the direction of her father's eyes were pointing. For a 12-year-old girl going on 16, at times she could behave like a demonstrative little superbrat with a temper to match. Rather ashamedly and slightly red-faced, she opened the box, and there were her red satin valley pointy shoes with the silk laces to match. Humiliated, she tried to sneak up the stairs. Halfway up, she could hear her father. I take it you found your shoes then? Um, yeah, yeah, yes, Papa. Did I hear the words, sorry, Papa? Uh, sorry, Papa. It was a bitterly cold morning as Dushka and her brother waited at the bus stop. As the next bus arrived, a small crowd of people emerged from the cafe across the way, holding in their hands polystyrene mugs of steaming hot coffee and tea. They had clearly taken the choice to wait in the warm cafe as opposed to standing in the freezing Arctic conditions. The small group of people quickly boarded the bus and took their seats. Dushka and her brother sat at the front. The short ride into the city centre will be a matter of minutes. Removing her fur gloves, she tapped the messenger app on her phone and sent a message to her friend Boris to meet her outside the dance school behind the Mammoth Museum. With it being Saturday, the morning's ballet class will be a rigorous session, with there being no day school to go. Earlier in the week, Dushka had arranged to meet up with some of her friends after her dancing session at the cinema centre. The distinctive blue glass pyramid roof of the centre, along with its modern design, 
was in stark contrast to the austere buildings that dated back to the old Soviet Union days. Lunch would be a quick snack from one of the fast food outlets that crowded the main foyers before darting into one of the many auditoriums to see La La Land. Her brother, Mikhail, was heading off to his Saturday job at one of the main department stores in the city centre, and, like Dushka, he had made arrangements to meet up with some of his friends after work at the local sports centre to play five-a-side football. Boris was sitting on the steps outside the dance school, well wrapped up against the cold. The weather app on his phone was showing minus 26. <sighs> Dushka sprinted up the steps. She was anxious to get out of the cold, but more importantly, she was eager to show off her new outfit to the other girls in the dance school. Boris had only sat on the steps for a few short minutes while he waited for Dushka, but that was enough to give him two frozen buttocks. As he got up to give Dushka a hug, he quickly put his hands behind his back in an attempt to restore life to his nether regions. What are you doing, Boris? I'm warming my bum cheeks. Is that okay with you? Whatever. Boris leant forward to give Dushka a peck on the cheek, but Dushka merely swept past him. She had other important matters to attend to. Boris, feeling slightly embarrassed in front of his friends who were watching from an upstairs window, bent down to pick up his grey rucksack and raced after Dushka. Reaching the top of the steps, Dushka pushed the swing doors open that led to a slightly dilapidated foyer, off which, to the right, were the stairs leading to the main dance hall on the first floor. In its heyday, this little backstreet theatre would have been rather grand, but neglect and lack of state investment left the place feeling tired. The beautiful crystal chandeliers that would have once hung majestically from the ornate ceiling had long gone, most likely stolen to order on the black market. Cheap, bare, fluorescent tubes now provided the light, and even they didn't cover the holes left behind where the chandeliers had once shone. Even the internal plasterwork that had been there for decades was now crumbling and peeling off revealing the bullet holes that had left their deep scars in the walls from numerous skirmishes from World War II. Not many of the ballet students had arrived. Normally, Dushka was one of the last to turn up, and she would walk into a scene of dancers getting changed with their ear-pierces, glued into their ears, listening to free downloaded music on their smartphones. But... For once, she had made the effort to be early, as she had something in mind, and Boris was key to that plan. Her strategy was simple. To quickly get changed into a ballet outfit with a red satin pointy shoes, take to the virtually empty hall and go through her basic routine with Boris videoing all her moves. So... This is why you got me here so early in the morning. For me to video you and no doubt work my magic and put it on YouTube so that you can see how many hits you can get from around the world. <laughs>
No comments, Mr. Boris. Well, you are supposed to be the class IT whiz. And what's a girl supposed to do these days to draw the world's attention? I'm merely tapping into local resources for one's own purpose. That's what's called taking advantage, Miss Dushka. I'd prefer to say working smart, Mr. Boris. Oh, how stupid of me. I thought for one brief moment you wanted to meet up and spend time with me before your so-called hectic day started. With a gleeful glint in her right eye, she cast Boris a discreet little wink. As I said in the story, she's quite a little diva, and boy does she use Boris for her own advantage. And he's aware of that. But... I have enjoyed the small teaser and this little glimpse into the life of Dushka. I would say this story was more for the nine to ten year olds. I might be wrong. But if you want to get the book, then you can go onto Amazon under JT Crowley and buy the book, or alternatively, download the Kindle version. Now, if you want to know, like with all the other stories, why I wrote the story and how it came about, then stay listening, kids. For what I promise is only a few more minutes. But hey, kids, I promise that every week, don't I? <laughs> it's just my, my sense of humour, kids. And you have to have a sense of humour in life, kids. Believe you me. So, why did I write the story? Well, I wanted a story that would take kids to Russia. I also wanted a story that captured a little bit of Russian culture and history. But above all, I wanted a story that involved the Bolshevik Ballet, as it's one of Russia's most iconic institutions. I also wanted kids to look at ballet. And when you see that to be a successful ballet dancer, it takes years and years of hard training. And, to be fair, it's probably the most demanding physical form of dance around. The amount of stamina that is needed to perform a ballet production is phenomenal. Try it, if you don't believe me. So, I created Dushka, my little Russian diva, and all the trappings that go with her. And she has lots of trappings, believe you me. How did the story come about? Well, to be honest, there's no real background here like all the other stories where I've been to those places. So I suppose I just dug deep into my creative mind and conjured up the story. Having not been to Russia is something I will rectify in the very near future. It looks a fascinating place to visit. Anyway, question time. What did Dushka's mother do for a living? And as I say in the video and in the little script, I haven't told you, so you have to read the book to find out. And again, what was the significance of the red shoes? And lastly, who wrote the red shoes story? Kids, go on the internet, go and Google Earth, have a look at the sites of Moscow, the Bolshevik Ballet, the Trans-Siberian Railway Line, 
and the mammoth city of Yakutsk, from where Dushka comes from. Have fun in Russia, kids. By now, you should have eight stickers on your world map that you have in your bedroom. The ninth sticker will be New Zealand, where we meet Anaru, my rugby all-black boy. Which leads me to say, as I do at the end of each weekly podcast show, don't I, kids? This is JT Crowley signing off. So, wherever you are watching or listening in the world, stay safe. But have fun, just like my characters. See you in New Zealand next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.